Welcome to day 100. I feel like there should be a balloon drop right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done 100 uh, readings through the New Testament. It's been mm-hmm. absolutely exciting. Uh, welcome to day 100 of Shaped by the Word. I'm mm-hmm. Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp and our friend David Keefe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, we continue in the book of Galatians. Galatians is uh, Paul's first defense of the Gospels, probably the earliest letter he has written. Uh, it's written to the group that he uh, visited on his first missionary journey in part of the southern Turkey, you know, today, Derby, Lystra, Iconium, uh, city in Antioch, uh, all in the in the region, the Roman region of Galatia. And so this is to several churches. And uh, Paul is deeply alarmed because he has introduced freedom in Christ uh, that comes through Christ's fulfillment of the law rather than our endeavor to uh, satisfy the requirements of the law in our own efforts. And so Paul is desperately pleading with them to realize what God has done in Christ and what God is doing in their lives through the Holy Spirit. So when we come to uh, chapter 3, um, we come to part of the heart of Paul's argument. Matter of fact, in, in verse 3, he's going to ask the question, are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now trying to continue the Christian life or to complete the effort or mm-hmm. to be sanctified or to be glorified through your own effort? And he said, the way you begun with Christ is the way you continue in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we enter a key part of the argument today in chapter 3. Uh, before we do, as always, uh, we realize that we come to Scripture not simply to uh, read a good story or to fill our heads with theological propositions, but to uh, see the very heart and character of God as he reveals himself to us and as his word opens up his heart and character to us and our desire is to be transformed by the gospel into the image of Christ. So we always pause, we offer the moment to the Lord and we offer ourselves to the Lord. So Cindy, could you do that for us? Sure. Father, we do want to take this moment to pause and like Paul said to offer ourselves to you and Father we do that asking that you um, knowing our hearts and uh, knowing how to deal so beautifully and appropriately with our hearts Lord would take us now into your word and that you would teach us and that you would show us all that we need Father that we would um, walk more deeply with you that we would love you more and that our faith would grow it's in Christ's name we pray amen we ended uh, chapter two with this wonderful paragraph uh, before we jump into three. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. For the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. And that brings us to today's reading, chapter three starts quite starkly, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. 
All the nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse that is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and his seed. The scripture does not say into seeds, meaning many people, but into your seed meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For law it had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up into the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Uh, there is a lot wow. in so that, much, you, so know, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be opened up. Mm-hmm. Like I said a while ago, it you know, begins with the whole idea of the gift of the Spirit. And that was the ultimate promise of God that in the latter days he would pour out his Spirit and he would enable his people to be and do everything that he had called them be it, to be and do. And because they were able to be and do everything he had called them to be and do, they would enter into his blessing and enjoy his presence in, in a unique way. So Paul is, is majoring in Galatians on how did you receive the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Was it you you did works of the law and rituals and through your rituals and works of the law the Holy Spirit came on you or was it through the simple fact that you heard the gospel and you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and in response to that you received as, as Acts has set us up for you received the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and of course it's the latter that happened mm-hmm. and are the miracles being performed in you because you're in a performing righteous acts according to the law no it's by faith in Christ that these miracles are happening among you. Mm-hmm. And of course, the miracles always represent the far greater miracle of you through faith uh, becoming a child of God mm-hmm. and being renewed in heart, mind, soul, and spirit 
into the image of Christ. So what are some of the things that stand out or some of the things that we need to work our way through uh, to understand uh, Galatians chapter 3? Well, like in verse 1 where he starts out, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And I thought, that really stood out to me, who has bewitched you? Somebody or something has interrupted, you know, what later on he goes on to talk about their race or, you know, this journey, spiritual journey that they're on. But I, I thought about, you know, my own life and, you know, what are the things that I listen to on the voices that I listen to, and would any of those voices possibly bewitch me? Where no, they that's would, a powerful image. Yes, where it would take me off course, if you will, and, and introduce something yeah, different than it, the gospel it, of faith. And, and it's not, you know, who you know who has convinced you. He's talking about something that's actually possessed them, and it's right. an evil power that has drawn them away, you know, drawn them away from Christ. So he he uses a phrase that you know that they would be very familiar with in mm-hmm. Thessal, you know, in I'm sorry, in uh, Galatia or in Southern Galatia, uh, you know, because of the different, uh, you know, the different cults and the different sects, you know, that they had been involved in before coming to Christ. And he's actually saying this, this what's happening to you is not just kind of an unfortunate, you know, shift in positions. Uh, but it's actually demonic in its force. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love this chapter, and, and I know throughout history it's been used mm-hmm. in so many people's lives to, mm-hmm. to really show them how, how the gospel is obviously begun by the Spirit, but right. it's also the continuing on in the Spirit, that our justification and our sanctification mm-hmm. are works of the Spirit in our life through our belief in, in the gospel. And it's not this kind of separated type of life, which I know I often find mm-hmm. myself doing is is obviously believing in justification that I've received in Christ, but then trying in my own strength to do the Christian life. And Mm -hmm. that's what Paul's saying right here is that's not how it works. Exactly. But it's actually you you begin and you continue in the spirit. And 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 through faith. You 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 come to Christ in faith and you walk with him in obedience through the same faith. And uh, you know Paul you know said in chapter two, I've been crucified with Christ, yet I no longer live, but Christ lives in me the life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God mm-hmm. who, who loved me and gave himself up for me. And in verses nine and ten, you see this kind of you know a little bit of play on words on, on who you're relying on. It talks about in verse nine, those who rely on faith are blessed according to the, the promise given to Abraham, the, the man of faith. Or you can rely on the works of the law, which are going to be under the curse. You know, so where are we relying as we follow Christ um, in, in what He secured for us, or, or in what we are trying to do ourselves? One of the features that uh, we we sometimes forget or don't keep in mind about the laws. Uh, the law listed numerous blessings that came through obedience and faithfulness right. to God, mm-hmm. but it also listed numerous calamities. Or, or curses that would come through disobedience with God, and the ultimate, you know, of that was that they would be removed from the land, and they would be, you know, sent into exile. But many calamities as a part of it, the land, you know, would rebel against them itself. They would no longer enjoy the rest of God, the peace of God, and, and the blessing of God. So right before the children of Israel actually go into the promised land, they divide themselves in two, and they go. You know, on two different mountains, and mm-hmm. on one mountain, you know, the, the words of the law are read, and on one mountain, the people recite all the blessings that come from obedience to the word of the law, and on the other mountain, they list all the calamities that result through disobedience or the curses, mm-hmm. you know, that come with being bound together. In the, and he says, because we ultimately cannot fulfill the law, we we are under 
the curse of the law. And then, of course, there's this in a kind of enigmatic, you know, little thing described in the middle of there, you know, of a person who is, you know, displayed on a tree mm. or who is, you know, body is, you know, set out, you know, after their death, you know, that that is a cursed way to die. And so graphically, Christ hanging on the cross represented a cursed way to die. But he became, I love it, mm-hmm. chapter, you know, verse 13, rather. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who has hung upon a pole or a tree. Yeah. You know, and I think we acknowledge that we are children of the promise, but that there was a time and there is a time still that the law serves its purpose, which is 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 good to see too because even in verse 21 where he says is the law therefore opposed to the promises of god absolutely not for if a law had been given that could impart life then righteousness would certainly have come by the law so we know that righteousness doesn't come through the law but if we hadn't had the law we we could not have even begun to see how far far short we had fallen you know for paul you know the law in galatians largely you know serves a negative purpose Mm -hmm. and he's used you know strong words uh, you know, he'll use strong images to talk about that. That it, uh, uh, you know, it minds us up under sin. It was given because of transgression. Another right. fact that we are sinners, and sometimes we don't even know what our sin is. And the law labels us as sin, and it binds us up under sin, and it actually becomes something we re- react against. But he does give us, you know, one positive purpose, and the one positive mm-hmm. purpose is the law leads us, you know, to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly, the law informs our moral character, but because we are broken and we are depraved, even though we see the moral vision of the law, there is no way we can keep the requirements of the law. So we are justified by faith Mm -hmm. through grace because we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Exactly. No, and that's such good news that we even see again in, in verse 26, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith and, and then we see a little after that that really famous part of Galatians 3 that most of us have, have read numerous times and love and and even in that we get to see some of that promise given to Abraham that you know all nations will be blessed through you and then because of what Christ has done that that seed we see that there is now neither Jew or Gentile neither slave or free nor there's a male or female for you are all one in in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. um, and so getting to lovely see how everything happening in the Old Testament, those promises giving, finding their fulfillment in Jesus, and then us getting to reap such great rewards yeah. from Christ. And, and of course, Paul says through that, he preached the gospel ahead of time yeah. to Abraham, and the gospel was uh, the redeeming of the nations or the restoration of the nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're scattered in Genesis chapter 11 because of their arrogance and trying to make their own way to God by building a tower they will be regathered and in many ways you see that at the day of Pentecost but but finally uh, all of the peoples will be restored and all of creation will be restored in the hope of the gospel is the restoration or the redemption you know that we find in, in, in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. so it's a it's a rich passage and of course we'll really spend all of our lives you know looking at it and, and growing from it and being amazed by it and uncovering you know the truth and the blessing you know that is a, is a, is a part of it mm-hmm. but for today we have come to the end of our hundredth podcast without any balloon drops or anything wow. else to celebrate that so david could you quietly escort <laughs> us out with a word of prayer yeah absolutely let's pray <laughs> 
And Father, we do thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you that you um, found us when we were far from you and you have brought us in near um, through the promises you've made through Abraham and how we see those fulfilled in Christ. And so may we be those um, who come to you in faith um, and may we come to you daily in faith, believing um, what you have done for us in Jesus. Thank you so much for the great promise that we are all now one in Christ Jesus and that we are Abraham's seeds and and heirs according to the promise. And so may we rest in the promise of Christ, not our performance, but in what Christ has done for us. And we pray this all in his great and his wonderful name. Amen. Amen.